Crystal Chronicle, the podcast for and about Sailor Moon Crystal. And here are your hosts, Makwa-chan, Yotana, Seiya, Yata, and Ranma. Hello, and welcome to the Crystal Chronicles, a Sailor Moon podcast dedicated <laughs> to all things Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> On this podcast, we will discuss the latest episodes and compare them to the original anime and manga and start sneezing. <laughs> you will Lord. get our opinions of the series, animation, voices, and anything else you could possibly think of that ties into the greatness that is Sailor Moon. I warn you now that we all have colds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of sniffling and sneezing. Some of us has partied a little bit too hard over the holiday. Yeah, so we will be talking about spoilers, so if you haven't seen the latest episodes, you know, don't start complaining. Um, as you know, my name is Mako-chan, and with me for this podcast is a group of people just as obsessed as I am with Sailor Moon. Hello, everyone! Hello! Hello. We're not all that obsessed, just saying. You sound oh, so yeah. depressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who do I have with me this week? Sneezy, sleepy, and jock, and grumpy. <laughs> but we always have grumpy. Her name is Mako-chan. Uh. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Try to veal. Am I sneezy because I sneezed during the intro? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does that make Ranma dopey? Oh. I volunteer him for tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real tired of your shit, Mako-chan. I can't think of a better, uh, a better candidate for that. <laughs> Alright, so, introductions. Hi, Hello. I'm Grumpy. I'm Ilkraya. Should I say more than that? <laughs> no, you don't have to say more than that. <laughs> this is going to be the No Fucks Given podcast. Got it! <laughs> well, given how the episode was, it's kind of understandable. <laughs> We're not getting any better here. Anyhow, I'm Elkrea, cosplayer, vlogger, general nerd, and collector of Sailor Moon merchandise. Um, that's me. And we just heard the feedback on, on how expensive it is. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. that was before the recording actually started, so... Uh, and like I said, I I canceled pre-orders because I admitted that the Sailor Moon cost was a little too high. So, yes. So it just means that she will spread it out over the next couple of months instead of just January. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to pace these things better. It's like, who can afford... I had five things coming out in January. I was like, that is way too much, especially considering I just spent Christmas money. Seems legit. I want to know where some of these people are getting the money for this, because I'm watching, like, the person on Sailor Moon Collectibles, and it, I could be wrong, but it looks like she's getting almost everything that's coming out, and I'm like, good God, what do you do for a living, and can I work for you? <laughs> Maybe high finance? Um, from what I gathered, she, uh, she had an inheritance, and her boyfriend is very well off. Her fiancé, rather. Well, okay, there it is. I might be missing something, but that's all I really remember from talking to her. She's in one, quite a few of my Sailor Moon collecting groups. That, you know, you know, I mean, if she has access to someone in Japan, it is also significantly cheaper. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. all I kept for my January pre-orders was the international editions of the Uranus Fig Arts and the uh, Cutie Moon Rod. And there you are. Mm. Uh, introductions. So I'm Saya. My other half is Yaten, and she has wandered off briefly. She'll be back shortly. Did you lay out the breadcrumbs? She can find her way. Our apartment isn't that big. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, we are also um, cosplayers. We are uh, business people who's. I want to say about seventy-five percent of what we do is Sailor Moon related in in the cosplay and collectible community. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, now I'm hiccuping. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do with you, Alcrea? I might just put myself on mute for a few moments. Okay. But yeah, blah, 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 cosplay, blah, 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 we make stuff. <laughs> Whee! 
I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm I run this thing. And I try to keep it together. I cosplay Artemis from Sailor Moon for the last few years, and I have fun with it. And I collect a lot of the music too. Too much of the music. You can never have too much of the music. Too much of the music. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm Chan and I cosplay as Chan and Luna. And, yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. This, uh, episode. This episode. <clears throat> this, yeah. This thing we call an episode. Act 13. <laughs> I-, I will say one thing before we, you know, before we start and everything. Um... <laughs> The amount of bitching from people that either have forgotten about the manga, have not read the manga, or, you know, just completely forgotten that they've read the manga and don't remember what's going on. The amount of bitching about this particular episode and how it ended is mind-boggling. So, in other words, we're talking about new Sailor Moon fans under the age of 27 who have only have seen the anime and just collect the books for keepsake value and have not lifted up to read what actually goes on inside because they don't understand how dark the manga really is. Well, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm it's talking about... Not- yeah, I'm talking about the people that did not realize that this episode would be, you know, not a full episode and would have a... Huge cliffhanger. Guilty. And the people bitching about that. <laughs> Wait, how are you guilty about it? I forgot. It ended, yeah, all of a sudden, exactly I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading Facebook, and all of a sudden, damn it, it ends in a cliffhanger. I'm like, duh. See, yeah. but you also gotta understand. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you you read the source material, and then you watch it, and then it's like you hope in the back of your mind that it's not a cliffhanger because the episode was so good and you got so into it and you're just like I didn't fuck you know that's what that's you know huh that wasn't how it was for me at all (laughs) I enjoyed the episode from you know uh, an almost like a feels kind of place but at the same time, there should have been more feels. Mm-hmm. I was about to it's say, hard to have feels when you haven't had the appropriate character development throughout the entire thing so far. Yeah. I, I find it entertaining because I got into a discussion with somebody about how well this is keep, keeping pace with the manga. The manga didn't have that much character development for everybody else and I'm like you know that's my biggest complaint about the manga right. is that the story progression is only about Usagi and Shibuya. but the problem is <coughs> that Crystal is focusing even more on just Usagi because there are plenty of little one line uh, panels here and there that do distinguish all the other senshi from each other and in Crystal, there is no distinguishing any of the girls from each other. Yeah, even even the little things that they could have added, um, not even the way that, you know, things that they said, but, you know, areas where Rei should have been in her Shinto garb and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that that are just completely missing. And most of the series so far, you've only seen her in the Shonto garb, I think, in two episodes. And the rest, she's in her school uniform. And that's not what it is. It's not showing that she's, you know, she's really, she's really big. Yeah, she's very dedicated to being a priestess. And she's dedicated to helping her grandfather. And I don't even think you've seen her grandfather. Nope. Mm -mm. So, I mean, just that little subtleness, you don't even have to, you know, give them lines, but that little bit shows that they, you know, they're not really focusing on any of the other characters. 
Well, for me, that I just <coughs> at this point so far, they have given me absolutely no reason to give two craps about anybody that isn't Usagi or Monitor or Luna. Yeah, I was mm. about to say Luna. Luna has surprisingly gotten development, and she's about the only one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to see her playing with a cattail with Usagi's mom. Oh, that uh-huh. was so cute. But, yeah, yeah otherwise, it's like, pfft, who cares? Yeah, the little things that they've added to the series that they've, you know, that they've left out from the manga, it, it just, it doesn't add up it doesn't equal it doesn't you know there is no equivalent exchange and i feel like some of it was lost because they decided to keep the generals alive for a blink and you miss it death yeah i that really i mean going back to last the last episode that there was really no reason to have them stay alive yeah whatsoever union contract says otherwise (laughs) and had they killed them off when they should have I mean, granted, there wasn't a lot of additional add-ins with the other generals that should have been deceased and weren't, but that would have allowed for <coughs> at least a little added time to have Ray make some snarky quip at, at Usagi, uh, Mako-chan to show her feminine and masculine traits conflicting, and... Minako to be able to say something to Usagi as Minako and not Sailor Moon. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Or, wait, and they I had the Minako. potential you know what I meant the whole... You, I don't understand why they did the whole, you know, alright, and we came to Earth to bring Serenity back at one point, and oh, look at these generals, they're pretty, we love them. Alright, what was the point of that? And then the fact that when they did have that anticlimactic death, all the girls break out sobbing, and then this week Usagi dies, and they're just like, Oh! Oh no! Just a gasp! Oh no! I'm not buying their uh, loyalties here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just the way that they have this going, and when they originally said that, you know, they were doing this series, and it wasn't for the younger crowd and they were trying to do it for the people that had you know been in the like that had been in the fandom this is showing they don't give a shit about the people that are in the fandom i mean actually i saw this particular episode i've seen way more support of a well that was not that good than i have with any other episode because a lot of times i see a lot more conflicted of oh, how are you criticizing it? It was perfect. And then a lot of, what are you talking about perfect? It was terrible. This time, I have not seen very much at all of praise for this episode. I've seen a couple of people basically say that, you know, they had emotional feels about what was going on and that this is the first time that they've actually had something, you know, something stir within them. But at the same time, that's what you're supposed to feel with, you know, the death and then the coming back and then the not death and, like, all of that and then the girls basically sacrificing their powers to try and reach Sailor Moon. That you're supposed to feel that, but at the same time, if they have, if you have to wait that long just to feel something, there's something wrong with the series. Because the series should be, I mean, if you've read the manga, the series is very not necessarily like emotional with very strong emotions but by now in the series having read it you should be you know aching for these girls Mm -hmm. that they've given up so much and that it's still not over and i'm not i'm not to that point in the series i was just trying to think earlier today of like a parallel here with other series because I keep trying to distance myself from my already established um, knowledge of the characters from the original anime, from PGSM, from the manga. And I keep trying to picture it as just, this is my introduction to Sailor Moon, which admittedly is kind of hard. But I looked at another series like Madoka. Madoka, I had no knowledge of anything because it was an original thing. Mm-hmm. And it's only, what, 12 episodes long? Maybe yeah. 13? My God, I was bawling my eyes out for these girls by, like, episode three. 
Right. We had already developed a connection and understanding of how, who each character was. We ended up with backstories for each girl. And the first character that dies, I'm just like, Aah! I know. Yeah, and trust me. I, in like the, yeah. what, the second or third episode? Uh-huh. <laughs> third episode. And yeah, and then as you go with the series, you find out like just how deep and dark it is. And that was a series that I had no prior knowledge whatsoever for, and it rendered me into a sobbing mess throughout most of it. And then and here's Crystal, something that uh-huh. I do have a very solid history with, and I'm like, oh, look, I've got like two tears coming down my face, and that's about it. <laughs> well, maybe it's more like since we already know the source material, as they're giving us this new series, they don't have to put much into it because, like, well... Y'all already know, so here, here's the meat. That's exactly the problem. Because there's going to be other people that are going to be watching this. Uh But that's not necessarily true because, I mean, you have to, like, for us, if you go back and you rewatch things, you still get the same emotion from rewatching it. Oh my god, I cannot watch uh, the any of Stars pretty much without a box of tissue. We watched the re-release of the first season, and we got to the final two episodes, and I looked at Steph, I'm like, please don't make me watch this. Oh, I know. They're definitely the end of each season. I'm a blobbering, blobbering, blubber, I'm a sobbing mess. Right. (laughs) But, like, because Stars starts out with the true end of Super S, and then it almost immediately goes (laughs) into the end of Stars. Yeah. There's very little time in stars where it's not emotional. <laughs> yeah, and that's stuff that we've watched. I mean, could be once, twice, could be a dozen times. And you still have those feels. This, it's just like, I'm watching and it's like, okay, I get that I'm supposed to be upset about this, but, you know, I would rather just go and read the manga. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was really hopeful that crystal would be an alternative to the only thing i would have to in uh get my boyfriend into to finally have him experience sailor moon and i'm like he's not gonna get anything out of watching this without having seen the original anime and possibly reading the manga but i'm not holding my breath on getting him to read the manga (laughs) (laughs) I promised him I wouldn't subject him to PGSM, though, and he seemed good with that. <laughs> Am I the only one that really liked PGSM? I have a strong yes. love-hate okay. relationship with it. I liked I lo- it in the beginning. Uh-huh. I hated it in the end. Actually, I that's kind PGSM. of how Crystal is shaping up right now. I loved the beginning of Crystal, and now it's turning pretty lame. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because there aren't many changes from the manga, but the ones that there are, it's just... They're the smallest changes, but they've been making all the difference. Yeah. Uh I mean, seriously, it's just taking out a line here, cutting a scene there, and adding in randomness, and about the only things that have been added that make any difference are all applicable to Luna. Uh Uh-huh. So in right. other words, only Luna's had the best character development. Yeah. Yeah. She has. Wow. Usagi seems to be regressing more than growing. I agree she with that one. She got really whiny and I was <laughs> mad. So, so Crystal Usagi starting to be sort of like and you could starting to really compare her to classic Usagi then. Yeah, which, I mean, is really, really sad because she shows so much growth in the manga. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, you can read through it and read where, you know, all of these stages of growth that she's going through and being forced to mature early. And the last couple of episodes, I mean, granted, basically word for word, it's been, you know, from the manga but her emotions have not really matched what has come out of the manga. <clears throat> because, and, and they're, you know, the opening song is about, you know, I don't need the prince to do this thing. And, but at the, at, at the end of this episode, she needed the prince to do this thing. She was nothing without him. 
Uh-huh. Well, I took really? that particular scene a little bit more like it always was in the past with the original anime and with the manga where it wasn't so much that she needed him. It was that she needed someone and he just happened to be the one who was there at that moment. But when she thought he was dead, she started getting all sorts of, oh my god, ah! Well, she had also just come to the realization, though, that all the other girls were dead. I didn't get that. I got that she felt more that he was dead, and that's why Metallia was taunting her. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had just, maybe I was just still too into the manga version, because I had read it just before, so... Or it could yeah, be because annoyed with Crystal. <laughs> yeah, because at that point when she first starts doing that, I don't think the girls are dead yet. No. I mean, that's not until much, much later, and she's still acting like that. And it's yes, it's I can't do this alone, but it's always, you know, I can't do this. Uh, I can't do this. You know, I just can't do this. And then all of a sudden, here's your knight in shining armor. Oh, okay, I can do this. Meanwhile, the girls are there, and they are trying to reach her and get to her and get her back. And she feels nothing from them. But then all of a sudden, you know, they start giving up and start hearing her voice. And they're the ones that then give her her power. It was weird for me. It was like they... There was no understanding of what the inner senshi did when they laid down their pens. Yeah, there really wasn't. Because they, they, they were su- there was supposed to be a transfer of power there, and I didn't see that at all. If I recall correctly, doesn't somebody even say, "Are you sure you want to do this?" You realize that laying down your powers is sacrificing your life. Yeah. And it's like it, like it wasn't there. Like Sailor Moon didn't even, you know, eh. <laughs> just I don't know. <laughs> it was really weird because she was sitting there whining about, you know, I can't do this, I can't do this, and I was just like, what happened to all the power the inner century just gave you? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? It was just really weird. Like, there was no... And then there was giant floating Sailor Moon. That was weird. Yeah, I didn't like that. That just was tacky. I don't know. And I... I I just felt bad that the, you know, the... If you were coming into this with no knowledge of Sailor Moon, you really have no understanding of what the Intercenti just did. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's advanced mode. You know, you just figuring it out as you go along, and then you're going to end up slamming your head right into a wall. Yeah. And as for the whole floating head Usagi thing, I mean, what was that? I don't know. I mean, there was a meme based around that 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 I shared um, yesterday, and I thought it was hilarious. And I I mean, we've all seen that movie, you know, Okie dokie. I mean, it was a ref. I mean, if you didn't see the meme, it was pretty much like Lion King and, you know, Avenge Me Simba and all that shit, you know? That, yeah, and I'm just like, that somehow makes sense, but on the same token, it's like, bit of a stretch. So. I think at this point, they just. They're just taking, like, the most important stuff of each act and just making it up as they go along. And Naoko is just blindly signing off on it while still collecting to collect the royalty checks. I'm still not convinced that she's actually as involved as everybody seems to think she is. Yeah. With the way things are going, I'm definitely starting to agree. Mm. Well, that's one of those things where it could be that you're, you know, they're saying you're involved and that just means you're a creative consultant on set. So they accept your criticism, but it doesn't mean that you actually have to do what they're saying. So many people seem to think that she has the word of God in what's going on in Crystal, and I don't think that's it at all. I think it all came from when 
the articles started coming out about the reboot of the series, and maybe somebody said in one of the articles that Naoko has the final word on it. May, that's probably where it came from. Or, I think, no, hmm? I think what it came from is a lot of this came about um, during the time when they were also looking for the cosplayers to promote uh, Viz's getting Sailor Moon. Oh, boy. And she had say over them. Right. So I'm wondering if things got crossed and with her having so much say over the looks of the cosplayer and who was getting that, quote unquote, because, you know, that's being basi- been basically uh, said to be a lie anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if that was, you know, oh, if she's got so much say over that, she must have say over the anime. I don't think so. I think she's involved as a creative consultant. I, I think she's involved in some way or form, but I don't... Yeah, I I just... I, I don't see her having as much involvement as, you know, this is, you know, her dream come true or something. I don't know. I can't imagine that she would have kept the generals alive for that. Just to squish them with her thumb, yeah. Because, I mean, even if she did want to try and elaborate upon the senshi and the generals, it could have very easily been done without keeping them alive, seeing as how most of it came from a random flashback of, oh, look at those pretty boys. Well, the way it happened is they... They weren't necessarily killed. They were just turned back into their stones. Yeah, well, that's kind of what happened. Because then, you know, that's down the line. Eventually, that's how he ended up with the stones when they were in his his pocket. Which really uh-huh. made no sense in Crystal. They, so, this, it's like the stones just showed up to give those final words of encouragement and then... Well, I did mention on the last podcast that he did say in an episode that he was looking at a book of gemstones and he said that he had all of them. And I did tell you guys that that was going to end up being the clue that they were in his pocket and they were still going to save him like they did in the manga. Uh-huh. I figured they would still save him like they did in the manga, but I took that more as a kind of smart-ass... Um, I'm in control of them type thing when he said that a few episodes back. I took it quite literally. I think it was meant to be that, like... Like Pokemon, he collected them all. He collected them all, Mm -hmm. and that was your book over the head clue that, hey, I have the gems. And then when they died, they just, their souls teleported to said gems. Yes. Except for they've never been tied to those gems before at all in any other way. And so you had no no idea why. Whereas if, you know, in the manga, when you had them go back to their gem, you had an understanding of where they came from. Yeah. You see why they were in his pocket. uh Uh-huh. Okay, he had these gems, congratulations, but how in the world are they tied to the generals? Right. You see, ladies and gentlemen... This is what we call a convenient plot device. Yep. Very uh-huh. And I still don't get how she clearly impaled herself, yet a pocket watch saved her life. Clearly impaled herself with the sharpest sword in the universe or something like that? That's and- also poisonous? Uh-huh. Yeah. A, a pocket a... watch magically appears out of nowhere. It's not like it fell out of her dress or anything. It just, poof, it was there. Well, it comes back to that third dimensional pocket all the sense she had in their tits. <laughs> well, that wasn't even in her tits. That was like in her belly button. I know. Time but they fixes just like all. pull things out of nowhere, and you're just like, where did that come from? Magic. Magic. Oh, I'm so confused. Okay, so was there anything in this episode that anybody liked? No. <laughs> I liked the wobbly wand. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if someone was going to bring that up. But oh, that wasn't boy. so much of a like as it was a, oh my god, I can't believe that's how it's animated. Yeah, that was an animation snafu. 
Because I remember looking over at Saya going, why is she shaking her wand like that? And <laughs> someone put on Tumblr made a gif of it, and I couldn't stop laughing. It reminded oh, me of that, like, magic trick that you show kids where you, like, move the pencil up and down, and it looks like it's bending. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, Saya, I reblogged that same thing that you're talking about. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, you yep. were a gold mine on Tumblr today. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you were enjoying it. Um, um, but yeah, it's like this whole episode. They just said, eh, fuck it. We'll just redo it all for the Blu-ray. I did like the fact that she actually got her giganto stick. Oh, yeah. I like that. But the animation to it was The just, animation sucked. Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> uh-huh. That was so bad it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it made us laugh right in the middle of, you know, what was supposed to be a dramatic scene, but okay. Seriously, I feel like this entire episode is going to be, like, 100% different when it comes out on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was so much non-animation going on. There were so many pan shots in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot, even for Crystal. <laughs> yeah. Can anyone else think of something they liked? I brought up one thing. I liked the fact that they actually put in her stick, even though the animation, you know, sucked. Uh, I liked the music. The crystal turned into the lotus blossom. That was nice. That was nice. I do like the fact that Luna is important. Oh, yes. Luna I don't rocks. like the fact she's the only one who's important at this point. Uh-huh. I do she's like that she's important. That was the only time that I got a little teary-eyed was when she went to the moon and she was, like, sitting there begging. Yes. Yeah, that made me cry. Everybody in this episode had such a defeated attitude. And Luna, on the other hand, was like, no, I'm not going to give up. Uh, I will like, say this, though. It was you. crazy. Because Luna is, you know, injured, and she looks at Artemis and goes, take me to the moon. And he's like, all right, whatever you want, man, and poof, they're gone. See, I, I did God. like that. I did like that Artemis had that teleportation ability. He's like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> My God, Luna is definitely the most kick-ass character in Crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got so excited, too, when they actually had Tuxedo Mask flat-out punch. Was it Zoysite? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, flat out punch soy sight in the face, and yeah, that was all that came of that. See, that was it. No mas pantalones. <laughs> <laughs> when when he punched soy sight, first thing that came to mind, LL Cool J. Mama said, "Knock you out." <laughs> so, um, no, no one's brought up the um dress yet. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how did that one slip by? Well, and it was silver, so it was intentional. Yeah, it was in a different color, but was it was... I didn't notice that. Yeah, they drew it as white and silver instead of white and gold. I was just like, well, that's interesting. Queen Serenity with Ser Princess Serenity's dress and Queen Serenity's wings. Okay. The only thing I could think of was it, it, I mean, it's weird, but it almost like references back to the musical, not, not the one that just came out, but Reconquista, where if you look at the translations when they're on the moon and they're on that day where, you know, Beryl and Doom and ah, death, um, she is getting ready for a party and she asks if she can borrow her mom's dress and then she comes out in Princess Serenity's dress. Hmm. That, that was the only thing I could think of, but that is like the only time I have ever seen that. Hmm. I don't even remember that. Thank you. You're welcome. In but a while, was... the Blu-ray will be released, and she'll either still be wearing it, or she'll be in a different dress. And we'll well, it was just really weird that she w she appeared in a different dress. She appeared in Queen Serenity's dress. And then this one random scene where she's petting a cat. Ah, I still you... like her dress. <laughs> Could you imagine if they hadn't changed her hair from the blonde back to silver? Oh, God, that would have been such a confusing scene. Yeah. Wait, what? 
Remember the original intro for Crystal? Queen Serenity was a blonde? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And it wasn't until, like, right before we finally saw her in the show where they were like, oh, wait, she should have a different hair color. Uh huh. Mm hmm. That was so weird. Mm hmm. So, given that we've had the fight and comparing this fight to the original anime. Dear God, I love the original anime. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Oh, I loved seeing Tuxedo come and just beat the ever-living crap out of Serenity. <laughs> well, dinner wasn't ready, so... Oh, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I was really looking forward to the manga version of the story being animated, and... I don't know, maybe the still form left more to my imagination that just made it better, or Crystal just managed to swing and miss, but... Well, I think it's just those little things we were talking about. The little... I mean, even though they were small, there were little tiny bits of character development mm -hmm. in manga. They were little one-shot blurs. Oh yeah, I'm real keen at pointing those out. <laughs> but... They were there because you read through the manga, you get kind of, like, into it. Like, mm -hmm. you you are, you get a little teary-eyed in it. Mm -hmm. But Crystal came and we were all just like... <clears throat> well, it's, it's very hard to take <clears throat> written word and translate it into, you know, action. But on the other hand, you know, you do have... What is it? 26 minutes? 23 minutes? So about that. About 24-25. Yeah, lots of missed opportunities mm -hmm. there. Especially by keeping the generals alive. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I was so excited for them to be kept alive and the payoff wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. They were they they were pigs being raised for slaughter. That was it. Cannon fodder. I agree. So, is there anything else to discuss about this episode? I mean, we've basically... We've talked about what they really should have kept. Um, we've talked about some of the animation derps. Is there anything else in this episode that you want to talk about? I'm flipping through the manga really fast to see if there's anything that strikes a chord. Don't take and, time. But and to be <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, I'm just like, no, no, no. I did. I mean, I, I guess something I did like is that the generals, all of the generals, were there because in they <laughs> show up. What was that? My cat. Oh, Neelix. Neelix. Yes, Mr. Neelix is making an appearance. Oh. He has his two cents about the episode two. Exactly. That's probably why Damien jumped up into Mako-chan's lap. Uh. No, he ran away. Yep. You guys acknowledged him, so he ran. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess the only thing I can think of is it was kind of neat that Endemian got to speak with his four generals. But again, they didn't need to stay alive for that because they were dead when it happened. Exactly. He didn't really say anything to them. They were just like... Master, we saved your life. Poof. They gave him a little pep talk of, we still like you, dude, and... Oh, by the way, shoot for the head. Yeah. <laughs> Headshot. Poof. Oh, by the way, X marks the spot. <laughs> yeah, I would have never figured that out on my own. Thanks, guys. Today on useless things people say. <laughs> so, if we're done... Butchering this episode. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. First things first. People think we it, hate this show after the last two episodes. Well, I, I, to me, there's more of a difference. I mean, we are all fans of the series, so we're yes. comparing and contrasting between the original, the manga, PGS somewhere need be, maybe me you if we need be, but we're given like a. <laughs> Thank you, Yatten. A, a, a well, very well-rounded opinion of the episode. It may sound like we're bashing it, but we're also trying to bring in more of what it could have been like as right. compared to what I've been reading on my, on my Twitter 
from people who are just pretty much just beat it like a dead horse. And I'm like, you can't think of anything positive to say, you know? And it's not really helping. Right. We, we found some positive things to talk about. They were small, and we had to really think really about think it. About it. <laughs> but we found some positive things. <laughs> I, I'm positive that I'm looking forward to the next half of this with Chibi Moon. What? It's an interesting arc, provided that, you know... I really, 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 really hope that the four sisters die. Just because I fear what will happen if they keep them alive. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> the four sisters should be like the generals. They die almost as soon as they appear. Right. And I was really disheartened about that at first, but now that I see what they did with the generals, I hope they die right away. Well, I don't see the point of keeping them around. So they don't have to, you know, invent new monsters for them to fight later on? I don't know. No, you don't get that far. You just have, you know, demand and then your rape scene. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe that I read some comments of, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the Black Moon arc because I can't stand Mamoru, but Diamond, oh, hubba hubba. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <sighs> so I guess for some fans, when Prince Dimondo appears, they'll be they'll be hearing it's raining men in the background. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, like on Petit Etranger, the musical, I was acutely uncomfortable by the the allusions and allegories of his yes, song with Usagi. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they weren't even allowed to do that when they went to Hong Kong. They actually had to cut that whole scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, and they even say at the end of the episode that Damon looks over and says, oh, I'm so sad I won't be able to straddle you anymore. Oh, God. Well, if we're going to go that far, you know, into the series for what were, for predictions or whatever, I have been discussing the, this with a couple of friends, and one of them has said, has said to me that a bunch of her friends are looking forward to that one scene um, from the manga they're hoping that we'll be there. You know, that scene where Usagi and Mamoru quote-unquote... Well, that's consensual, though. Oh, the kitchen floor? <laughs> God! I'm trying to be nice about it, and... God, never mind. Oh, chicken, wow, wow! <laughs> that's the thing, though. That The reason that I don't want the... I, I don't like the diamond stuff is because that's not consensual. That's right. rape. That is uncomfortable. But, I mean, you know, it's... Interesting that it's in a story that was originally dedicated for a younger crowd, but it's still an uncomfortable thing, and I don't understand how people are like, "Oh, hubba hubba" to that. Whereas oh, the kitchen the floor scene, twin cest and bro cest is a fantastic thing. Yeah. So no. But but the kitchen floor scene is consensual, and they're a destined couple that are madly in love with each other. Alcrea. Even if they weren't a destined couple madly in love with each other, it's still consensual. Al Alcrea, I'll just say it like this. From my dealings with the SJWs on Twitter and Tumblr, they are fickle folk. Because Dimondo is hot, he can do no wrong. Because the fans hate Mamoru, he is always in the wrong, regardless if it's consensual or not. And I don't understand why, because at least in the manga, that's one of the nice things about the manga. Mamoru is actually, you can see he's dedicated to her. You can see that he loves her. He is not the giant douche that he is from the original anime. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I loathe anime Mamoru with a burning passion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so saith the saya. Anyway. <laughs> so this is kind of like a Loki syndrome where, you know... Just because they're hot doesn't matter that they're an evil maniac that are killing and raping people? Apparently. Okay. I get it. Yeah, now. don't get me started on Loki. Yeah, I'll go off on that rant right with you. <laughs> Lord. Okay. But in other nudes regarding to the Black Moon, who else is so super excited that it appears that Momoclo is sticking around with Moon Pride? No. See, he, he, wait, okay, fine. Like like I said, I, I have the uh, soundtrack that I have acquired through Means, which I have shared with y'all. The theme song was meant for the full series as a whole. The, mm -hmm. So, 
when we that see means stars is gonna get its own thing again. Probably. <laughs> stars. I, I I have to say I don't want to see it. But the only difference. I cosmos. The difference. No. I see the difference we're going to see for the, the next episode. They're just going to take out Barrel and Company and just replace it with the Black Moon family. So maybe yeah. after they do this, the twenty-six episode run, and they announce season two will have a new opening theme. Maybe. Well, this has already been announced as season two, technically. I heard it called it's, part two. That's yeah. what, it's either part two or the second half of season one. I think it's a whole lost in translation thing. Yeah. Right. It's just the Dark Moon arc. Yes. Or the Black Moon arc, rather. And I don't know. I was just really, really starting to get excited that, okay, we're definitely going to have a new opening. We have to have a new opening. Maybe we'll have a new song to go with it. I mean, it's not that I don't like Moon Pride. I'm just not a big Momoclo fan. Me neither. Same. <clears throat> Momoclo is okay as long as it's a studio yes. rendition. They suck live. Oh, they suck. Um, so just live. all the times all the times that they've gone up promoting the series and promoting that, oh yeah, we're singing the opening song and, you know, singing their own music, they suck live. I wish I could unhear them singing Moonlight Densetsu live. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not upset that Moon Pride is staying. But I am upset that, you know, a series changeover, we're not getting something. I really right. hope the opening at least is different, even if the song is the same. I'm upset that Pluto's accessories are hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with that, because I love hot pink. Okay, Zagi. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Alcrea loves her pink. Alright, I think the horse has officially been beaten. Pink socks that are very fuzzy and warm. Hey, you're squishing me! No, hey! As long as they're not toe socks, Mako-chan won't steal them from you. No, toe socks are stupid. I love toe socks. See? I don't. I constantly feel like I have toe jam. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like toe socks if I'm wearing shoes. I like toe socks if I'm wearing uh, either nothing and walking around the house, or I will wear toe socks and flip-flops. Just toe socks, huh? Yes, just toe socks. socks. Trust me, you do not want to see that. (laughs) In our episode, Chronicles, we talk about naked in toe socks. (laughs) (sighs) Toe socks with toe jam. Hey, baby, nice socks. (laughs) I've said that to you before. (laughs) My Mamo-chan was just getting tired of me complaining about my feet being cold. So while we were at Costco yesterday, he happened by a whole bunch of fuzzy pink socks. And he's like, if you stop complaining about cold feet, we'll get these. (laughs) So. Got to give him points for creativity. Fuzzy warm socks. Because my feet are always cold. And that is totally what I meant by cold feet. Nothing else. I was talking about the fact that my feet are always cold. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You saw the fuzzy socks we made for someone for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember socks. I remember stockings. I don't remember There were stockings. There was a couple Christmas ornaments, and then there were two fuzzy socks. I must have missed the socks. I one was the other stuff you And then the other one was Batman. But we, like, made the little symbol, and we, like, sewed it onto the fuzzy sock. I'm going to your page now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm. I'm. What I'm doing is I'm giving you an idea for your hot pink socks. <laughs> what? Get little crescent moons, shove them on them. Yep. Yep. You know she would. And she would make. Oh, those um, are cute. And she would make pajamas to go with them too, and wear them at a con. You know she hey, would. Hey, I already have fabric to make pajamas. See? See? <laughs> Facebook. People kept saying, gee, this fabric reminds me a lot of Usagi. I'm like, why do you think I bought it? It's bright pink with moons and stars all over it. Coming soon to a con near you, Alcrea's pajama party. (laughs) I want to (laughs) go. Anyway. I'll bring the Kahlua. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So this, this episode is officially wrapped up. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okie dokie. So, 
Does anybody suck your toe all the way to Mexico? All right, would everybody like to tell? Hush! I don't wanna. I have shit to do tonight. I need to get over and done with this. Yeah, you have to walk around in nothing but toasters. All right. Everybody tell our listeners where you can be found. Behind a rock. Up the tree. Yo mama. Guys, seriously, I have <laughs> stuff to done. do. I'm done. Okay, fine. You can catch me and Mako on the VOG Network Tuesday nights at 9.30 p.m. with Anime Jam Session. Uh, no episode this week. And you can find me, Elcrea, all over the place as Elcrea. Um, Twitter and Tumblr, it's just plain old Elcrea. Uh, Facebook, it is Elcrea Cosplay, because Elcrea is my personal one. Sorry, I don't add random people on my personal one. And then YouTube, I'm Elcrea Vision, where I do my vlogs about Sailor Moon Crystal, which I really need to finish editing this week so I can get it uploaded. Mm. You can find Seiya and Yaten um, on Facebook at kinmoku.revolution. If you can't spell it, you're not a Sailor Moon fan. <laughs> Ooh, um, shots fired. <laughs> um, I, our business page is starlet.creations. Got a theme going here. Um, and our Twitter is starletcreation because, you know, you can't put that many letters in Twitter. It doesn't like that. I think we have a Tumblr around there somewhere, too. I think that's also Star with Creation. Mm-hmm. <coughs> All right. So thanks for listening. Our podcast runs every other week and will usually be posted before the weekend. Catch us on iTunes and visit our Facebook group at The Crystal Chronicles. You can check out our website, too, at thecrystalchronicles.com, where we will be posting news, information, and episode breakdowns. And Sailor Moon says, see you next time. Bye. For more information about this podcast, check us out at thecrystalchronicles.com. Thanks for listening. Podcast no, Kariwai no message.